Welcome to Own It. We bring together non-scientific thinking and practice on product ownership. In this episode, we talk about New Year resolution and what is a product hook. Hope you enjoy it. So it's been uh, two, two weeks. weeks. Two yeah. weeks since we la- did our last recording. What's on the news, Rick? Before we talked about <laughs> the news, what does it feel good to take a break? Yeah, it's relaxing. Don't have to think about anything. Yeah. Yeah, the Work related or family related. Just sit at the cottage and just worry about the moment and what's next for lunch or dinner. <laughs> in in a way that feels like work too. Because yeah. I think a lot of times you can't really control what happens at work. Mm-hmm. Like what happened to the kids? Well, we can control most of that. Yeah, I don't think it's work. It's different. It's, it's more enjoyable, and they they need it. It's not, you don't have an option. You just have to do it. Mm. So happy New Year! Happy New Year! Twenty nineteen. Twenty eighteen gone just like that. Damn, that's fast. Yeah. So what did we do in twenty eighteen? Um, I took a long time off work just to spend time with the kids, and then found new job. <laughs> mhm. So you start going back to work in late August. Mhm. Going back to the original company and then transition to another company. Mhm. Any uh. New Year resolution for 2019, work related. Work related, yeah. Just continue to champion for accessibility. Um, before I went on the trip, I had a chat with my manager, got his buy-in, and he's he's gonna support me for like doing, trying or experimenting things to move. To incorporate accessibility into part of the design, it's good to hear.、Um, he does—he's not an expert at this, so he kind of rely on me to give him feedback or next step in what to do. So I think that's a good opportunity. So, so he—you're saying that he's supporting you on your、like, initiative? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If I need resources or anything, I I just have to consult with them and yeah, like use going to users or doing testing or making plans, any anything related. Do you think that it's part of the employer's responsibility to help the workers to continue in their education? Yeah, yeah. So、it's part of it, so your company can grow, right? Like you don't want to be stale in your skills. You want to help them, help you accelerate. Is there a a conference that you want to go to this year? 
conference like, or two. The one I went last year was pretty good. This year they're changing a bit. Last year I went to enterprise user experience. You enterprise user experience in San Francisco for a few days. Um, this year I think they're changing it up so it doesn't have user experience in the title. It's more about enterprise design management or something like that. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen the speaker list or agenda yet, but I think they're preparing right now. The enterprise UX from last year was it the first year that they had it, or no? They have had, they've been having it for a long time. Yeah, but I think these two years is just started to get bigger and bigger because more people are are considered as user experience designers so I think also the industry has matured enough so designers who used to be UI designer are more at the management level now okay so that there's, there, I think there's a bit of a growth in the industry then. Yeah, so people yeah. who used to be hands-on, like you said, they're they're all going to management now. Yeah. But the, you know, being in part of this industry, do you feel like the manager are taking what they have done into the management, or do you feel like the middle management are kind of overriding the the best of what UX supposed to bring to the table? You know what I mean? No. Could you explain a little bit? So, an example, maybe from a, from a developer perspective, you know how when they are building a product feature mm-hmm. or just a product in general, they, they always have this, you know, this bright ideas of how to build the best product ever, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they become a manager, it's always about you know, we need to meet the time. We need to meet the timeline. We need to make sure that we're on budget. Mm-hmm. We have the right resources to work on it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of forego all these ideals. Mm-hmm. Right? So all the innovations are out of the window because you have to follow the timeline and kind the resources. Of. Yeah, yeah, kind of right. Like I think, I think when people become managers, they're wearing a different hat. Yeah. They're thinking through. Dif- they're seeing through different lenses. Yeah. But do you f- do you see that in the UX space as well? Um, a little bit. I think they try to balance it quite well. From what I've seen last year at the talk, they have speakers that come from like design, design background, and uh, speakers come from um upper executive management background. So I think it's a good mix at the conference where you you still have you still have some leeway for innovation to think about different um, kinds of user experience like voice voice is not new anymore but I think they they have that in mind that that's part of the industry now not just graphic user interface and then they also have talks about managing a design team how to how to do it effectively so um, you fulfill your organization's goals, um, how to measure the ROI in it, 
Yeah. So. So, so it's really more about management, right? How do you, how do you how do you measure if your how do you sell your design to management? Last year was uh, kind of like that. So this year is taking a a, a three sixty approach of. Okay, now I can you can sell it to the management. Now, how does how the do management it, yeah. how does the management do evaluation to say, hey, are we on the right track or not? I guess, maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, I'll that, let you know next week when that, I get more detail. <laughs> I feel like that's that's a lot different. Yeah, yeah. Right, because now, now the conference is more focused on management instead of people who's on the ground doing the work. It's mm-hmm. a different spin. I think for people who wants to eventually venture into the middle management or just management in general, mm-hmm. they they probably want to see it from both ends, right? Mm-hmm. Like understanding why why is my manager being such a dick about mm-hmm. my UX uh, work that I mm-hmm. do, right? Like maybe maybe they don't care for it or you know like how how do I, how do I bring it all in so so I, so I understand what my manager is trying to do. Right, maybe the manager doesn't even know that he's trying. He's being difficult, right? Mm. Perhaps I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Mm. It's yeah. always good to see it from different angles. I think this industry has evolved so much since what I learned in school. Like back then, I, or maybe it's just me. I would just focus on the design aspect, and now. It's more about the business side. Like, does it make sense to spend time on on designing it this well, or just designing good enough so you can move on, right? Pass on the work to a developer. You know there are flaws. I, I know mm-hmm. you sent me a quote before. Somebody said, 10 years ago, if you look at a user interface, you're like, shit. Who the hell designed this crappy interface? Mm-hmm, yeah. But now you think about as oh, who designed this interface and what kind of constraint he or she had and at that time yeah. that made him design this. So I think that's that's the maturity, right? Yeah. Like how how do you get to that stage eventually? Maybe once you go beyond that, you'll be like, how do we resolve these issues? Yeah. Like understanding constraints, one thing, right? How do we Overcome it. So it's cool that I went back to this old company that I used to work at, right? Like the the designer that I work with today, some of them came up to me and like, so, um, what did they say? Do 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 you do you think it's worth it to to come back to work in this team and well, work you, on this you're design? Back now, so it must be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's worth it. But I think they're asking it from the perspective that when they come in on board. They must have seen a lot of crappy design, right? Like back then, the technology we use, the the team that we had was a lot smaller, and the, the te- tech we use was a lot different than now. Mm-hmm. So, I think when they join the company, they're like, "Oh, this is shitty design. This is so crappy." But then when I go back in now, I'm like, no, that design back then is it's it's amazing because they're still using it today. <laughs> like there's no big changes. The underlying um, goal that we we designed was still there. It's is just it, it just looked different. It looks more polished and modern, but the concept of 
how do you make the most e- efficient? How do you make their task more efficient? I think is still there. So, it's it's still evolving. The product is still evolving, but it's cool to see from a different lens now to look back. And I actually know what kind of decision was put to make those. <laughs> So you knew the constraints, right? <laughs> yeah, you knew, you understand what people were going through yeah. to design the way it was. Yeah. But do you? Do you? But I do admit, like, crap. The design was crappy. The the look of it is not pretty at all. But is whatever. it functional though? It has to be functional at least. It should, otherwise they 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 wouldn't have users using it. <laughs> so, so I think this is a good good segue to. What what is hook? What is the hook to the product that you're building? I don't know. You said you said the principle remained the same, right? Back then was using older technology. Mm-hmm. The new technology that you use today are well, definitely more polished from from an experience point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphics probably look nicer as well, mm-hmm. right? But what's what's the hook for for the user? What's the what's the design guideline that? Um, I don't think the user cares about any design guidelines. But it's more about how accurate, how how. I think it's the quality. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference now? What's the difference now? Is it better quality, or do you think that we're lacking more quality for the sake of functionality? Mm, I think now it's more functionality, more features to hook different types of. Users or organizations, because、so, because、uh, we're not selling it to the user, we're selling it to companies.、Mm. So, so it's different. Of, like the hook that you talked about is, is different from like a consumer product that you're building.、Mm. Okay, so let, let me let me pose this question then, because I feel. I, I feel like in in the products in general, they eventually get to a point where. You have more feature than experience that you wanted to give to the user, right? Because, because even even if you're thinking about from B to B versus B to C,、mm. every year the recipient, the, the actual user, whether it was a business user or is it a consumer they user,、yeah. they they want more, right? They because they are paying for it. They、mm-hmm. want they obviously want more, but you know, like the the product itself, you can you can iterate over time. You iterate with more features, or you iterate with more experience, better experience, right? But eventually, either go down the path where you have too much features, where it hinders your experience,、mm-hmm. uh, or the other way around. Like you're, you, you just purely want to focus on experience. Now you're diminishing your features,、mm. right? Like, do you see that in the product that you're building at work? Which direction is it going under, or going down that path? Mm, I think it's a good balance of both, though. Like we have new features, but we're also deprecating things that, like, we think it doesn't make sense. Deprecating old features, or just feature that just no longer no valid. No longer, no longer people are using. Like, yeah, no longer valid. How do you how do you guys come like, to that conclusion then? I guess they can track the usage of things that th- that people use. That's from what I heard. I haven't dived 
deep enough into the product. But but talking to some of the QAs, they're like, yeah, some clients they complain that we we move to the new new build, new feature, new things, and they don't you they can't use the old one anymore. But that's for their benefit down the road. So I don't know. That's what I heard. I don't. I haven't used the product enough to understand all the features. Sometimes I feel like we're building product at face value because people say so, yeah. right? Or, or someone someone claim that this is a fact. Like, how do I, I often want to challenge the people who's coming up with those facts, yeah. right? Like, how many user group? How big is the user group that you tested it, right? What's the demographic of that user group? Like, how how do they justify enough to say, you know what, this feature is no longer useful, right? Because like, you, you can never test hundred percent of the population that uses your your software. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps you could. Your, your user base is small, but for someone to have a bold claim of oh, this feature, no one is using it. Is using it anymore? But we have like an a, a company, and we have an account person, right? Mm-hmm. A program manager, whatever you call it. I don't know what what's the proper term that Pro- people everyone will understand. But like. Like a person from our company that connects to our customers. That's the product managers. That's mm, their job. I think we have a different name for those. Relationship managers. Something like that. Client, yeah. Client, client success. success team or something. So that team knows best what they use, what feature, because they they work with the people who integrate our solution to the company. So from there. They are they their team is there to understand what is needed and what's not needed. Hmm. So we have trust in them that they will bring back their intel and tell us. That's a pretty big trust. Well, it's a company. You have to trust. I, I know, I know, but it, I think it's just part of me because I always gone through startups. I don't trust anyone <laughs> <laughs> unless there's evidence, right? Like, oh, we've spoke to. You know, well, what kind of evidence are you looking for? Like a phone conversation, a phone conversation, an email? an email communication. So you just have to be in all their meetings. Not necessarily. Like here's a fact. Here's a, what we have gathered. Here are all the sources. Yeah. So Citation. Oh my. Okay. So <laughs> even if they just sent us a report at the end of a month saying uh, these features are are no longer needed needed mm-hmm. because we've talked to our customers, Do, would you trust that kind of report or email? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if I work with you, I'm so frustrated because I have to prove everything. No, <laughs> I have to bring I, no, the customer for no, our conversation. I, I don't think I am like that. I think it's, I. These are the these are the thoughts that goes through in my head when I'm writing user stories because when I write user stories, it's not necessary me coming up with the ideas of mm-hmm. what that feature should be. It's usually through collection of, you know, I spoke to this guy, I spoke to that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, they are supposedly the industry experts, mm-hmm. right? They they know what the product should have, so that they have that. Um, they would have uh, the, the the the. I don't want to use the word hook. It's not. It's, I don't think these are these are the same hook that we're talking about. But just having the the ability to the build features, yeah, the, the, for for people that sees it will be like, oh yeah, this is cool. We want we want to have this, right? Mm-hmm. So, as a UX expert like yourself, mm. how can you 
give me a definition of what a hook is when it comes to product design? Mm, I always see hook as a consumer-facing product thing. Okay, so what does that mean? So you're creating, you're making the user to form a habit of using your product. So that they will always come back to you. So they'll they'll come back to it. They'll rely on it. In do you have sense. a Do you have a good example of what a good hook is? Um, I think this book. Oh, um, so what, what book, book is by, this? This is an old book. What's his name? Um, it's probably on the cover of the book. I took off the cover. Yeah, it's called Hooked, by Near Isle. Yeah, so this is a book maybe like I don't know when when this twenty eleven no. This Anyways, I think he used examples of like Twitter, or there's an, a case study on a Bible app. Um, twenty fourteen, this book. Um, and then he talked about like a manipulation matrix, and I think. It, one thing that sticks out is, he said the matrix helps them to, helps you, seeks to help you answer not can I hook my users, but instead should I attempt to. Uh, well, the, before we get there, I think we're diving too deep into yeah, yeah, what yeah. Anyway, what the book contains. But, but I think. She'll, she'll tell me one or two good examples then. What a good hook is. I guess Instagram is a hook for me. Every time I post something, I want to go back to see how many people liked it. So, so you have developed a behavior. <laughs> it's a behavior, yeah. That you want to go back and see how well you're doing. Yeah. How well you're socially accepted by the people that follows you. Yeah, I guess. Is that a hook or is that an addiction? I think it's an addiction. But anyway, <laughs> it's a hook that turns into an addiction. So I, so I think. But it's also a hook in the sense that. Whenever I have something special, I would always go back to this app to put my picture there because I want to come back to like the same place to find my memories. So it's kind of the same way that Medium is trying to use, right? So Medium is in another social platform where you come back, you write post. Mm-hmm. Instead, instead of pictures, you're writing words. Yeah. Would you say that? People comment on it, give you likes. Yeah, I guess as an author... If you're an author and medium, then yeah, I think they have a good hook that they change. I don't I don't know what they used before, but they use claps now, and you can earn. Um, like claps. Yeah. Hmm. So instead of like, you have claps, and for every <laughs> ca- claps, I think there's an algorithm that you earn uh, money or something from it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think that's a way to. So that's hook a hook. The author. Yeah. Am I so bold to also say that when you want to, it's it's very, it's very one, this is very biased. Like if if you want to edit photos, you always go to Lightroom. Mm-hmm. If you wanna if you wanna manipulate a photo, you use Photoshop. Is that a hook? No, I don't think that's a hook. But I'm almost thinking as in like you you synonymously associate Kleenex for Kleenex, right? The name Kleenex. So you always go back and buy Kleenex. That's not that's not what a proper hook a definition of a hook is, right? I think that's just good advertisement. 
<laughs> no, but like, but then if you think about it, is that is that what all product wants to eventually achieve? Like when you when you want a Q-tip, you buy Q-tips. Yeah, right. If you you want to build a product that will be someone will use it as almost like a verb. I'm gonna go Google something, mm-hmm. right? Google is actually a product, mm-hmm. right? It's a search engine that look up thousands and thousands of web pages, right? But you're using it as a verb, right? I'm I'm gonna use a Kleenex. I'm gonna go buy Kleenex. And I use Kleenex. Can I have a Kleenex? Right, it's it's kind of like that. Is that mm. is that the ultimate destination? I think that's a different kind of hook. Oh, if I don't associate the same thing, the same concept as this book, I think what you're describing is more like I don't know, marketing or. No? Uh, perhaps Maybe. perhaps it's, it's a strategy from a marketing perspective so because it, it shapes my behavior when I go to supermarket I'm going to go buy Kleenex not, none of those no brand brands no name yeah no name brands <laughs> the no name brands called no name yeah mm. so what were you thinking why, why did you think about this hook thing all of a sudden because so the the reason that this came up is I think I'm like you from a different angle right you want to build best experience for your product Mm -hmm. for me I want to best I want to build the best features for the product Mm -hmm. right so for for me experience is just one aspect of the product that I'm trying to build mm-hmm. right it, it, it tells you a story mm-hmm. it tells you a story on how to hook the user mm-hmm. right the user will will see your product and say yeah everything makes sense right it, that should be the way it is mm-hmm. right but then I'm also thinking about feature parity what happens when you have too many features right feature eventually will conflict with each other when you have too many of them mm-hmm. right and then as a product owner, as a product manager, or whoever is managing that product, mm-hmm. they will eventually have to come down and face the fact that, you know what, you know, let's stop building features, right? Or, or that's, we, we focus enough on, on the experience that builds features that are more worthwhile for people who spend money on it, mm-hmm. right? So what what did all this stem from? I think if you look at, I think I'm trying. I'm going to use an example of smartphones. Mm-hmm. Smartphones today, they all share the same features. Mm-hmm. Experience-wise, it has the same experience for years now. Like I don't think there's anything that that really stood out in the past two, three years that a feature that would say, "Oh wow, this is amazing!" Like why didn't we think about this before? Right? I don't. I don't think that there is a feature out there that that's that's so extraordinary that that blew my mind right experience wise I think you know let's just pick on the two main operating systems iOS and Android mm-hmm. it hasn't changed the experience is still the same you have a you have a a screen full of apps you go into apps and you, you use the apps itself the operating system itself doesn't really I'm sure there are features or, or there are functions that that's part of the operating system which can be enhanced through the apps 
right? But again, like the principal design doesn't change. It has been the same thing over and over. But yet people are still spending crazy amount of money on these products, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, phone, phone gets faster, screens gets brighter, battery lasts longer. But it's the same dimension that a product is trying to be sold to the markets. There's no difference. Like, there's no difference from this year versus last okay, year. Your point is. The point is, what's, what's that hook? What's that hook that people keep coming back and buy the same damn thing again? Right? And what's, what's hooking the customer, whether it's business to business or business to consumer, you know, what, what's keeping them subscribing to your application, even though it's the same damn thing? What do you think? I don't know. Then why did you go back to your same phone? Because the battery was dying. <laughs> why did you go back to the same operating same brand, system? Same brand, right? Yeah. Let's just say, you know, I keep going back to iPhone. Yeah. I did switch to Android for, for a year or, or something, and then we went back to iOS. Yeah. So what's the hook? It was easier. It's, it's more stable. Mm-hmm. So there's a quality. Right, but does that is, is that a hook? Is that is that a proper definition of a hook? When I need to buy a new phone, I'm gonna go buy another iPhone. Mm-hmm. Because I call my phone an iPhone. Yeah. Is that the ultimate destination? <laughs> right. I feel like large corporation who who build product right. Yeah. Has always had that in mind. I want to build a product that are synonymous. To the verbs I'm gonna use day in and day out. Yeah. So you you want something that has quality, stability. Yeah. So I, I think I think the point I'm trying to make here, I'm not trying to you know go in circles, but the point I'm trying to make is, if we want to build product, you want to build the best product out there. Not it's not just about the feature. It's not just about the experience, right? It's what that ultimate destination is, right? Once you have that visualized, and then you can. Figure out how to get there, then whoever is using your product or your service will will be synonymously hooked to that people's behaviors, right? I don't know if that makes sense, but just being able to, you know, if I need to buy a phone, that's the thing. If I want to buy Kleenex, it's Kleenex. It's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's? Um, is that is that a good goal for this year? I think I think it is for me. If I want to build, big, like, set, set. is it is it even <laughs> doable for a company? That size? I think so. I think every company will have to. That's, I think that's what people call the magic formula, right? The magic formula is unique to the products that you're building. Like it, it can't be shared. It can't be duplicated, right? Like even if you can somehow steal the formula, mm-hmm. then you are just another copycat, mm-hmm. right? But I think every company that wants to build a product for the general, for the masses to use, they need to have that straight out of the gate. Like that's the goal, the strategy. Everything builds around that. You can't. You cannot just go and then eventually figure it out. By the time you figure it out, it's too late. I feel like that's so. The case. You're saying you're. Your, the product that you're building right now is lacking a grand niche. vision. I think it's a grand vision. Oh. Right. The 
ultimate destination. Mm. Okay. Does that spark ideas in your head? No. No? <laughs> That's too bad. So how do you do that? Mm. Someone Not just a grand vision. I think I feel like you're talking about like a, um, like a, like your product niche, something that, like an algorithm, or something that no one else has. And if your product has it, it becomes the glue that glue everything together. I think so. Okay. Right. It's, I think someone has to define that. Whoever, whoever is leading that, or managing that product, must have that in mind. Right. So whoever's listening out there, if you know the proper term for this, <laughs> <laughs> leave us a voice message on uh, on Anchor. Mm. I think I feel like we're onto something. Perhaps it's probably been spoken about before by it's other like a people proprietary thing no not no, i don't think it's a proprietary I mean, thing this is the word i can't think of this word <laughs> it's that goddamn hook <laughs> it's not a hook captain hook it's not a hook something i don't know anyways ow just hit myself let's see that's it for today i think so mm. so what's on the news carmen I don't know. I've been out in the wild for the past week. I haven't really read the news. Oh, I only read something about. Yeah, you told me some car got. Uh, nah, <laughs> <laughs> car accident don't A count as news. Right? Car accident happens all the time. I don't know. Maybe. I think. Oh, one thing I want to ask you is: What do you want to do more this year, and do less of this year? I want to do more of not thinking too much about anything. <laughs> so you want to focus. You want to have a better focus. Is that? I want to just, just just do thing without thinking too much. Without thinking too much. So you just want to execute. Yeah. Forget about the consequences. Forget about it. Hmm. What do you want to do less of? The exact opposite. Yeah, the exact, exact opposite. opposite. <laughs> like contemplating about should I do it, should I not do it, or planning planning things out in like long, exceeding amount of time and not not using that time wisely to actually do things. Mm. So last, okay, that's a good one. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> I felt like you stole what I wanted to say already. Right. No, because okay, I think last year my focus was all over the place. Um, my focus last year was trying to get the company to a better spot, but it's not a one-man effort. Like I can, I can think, I can talk all I want, but if no one wants to go along with the ride, you can't really make anything happen. Mm-hmm. So I think this year. I want to do more on self-improvement. I just want to do... Sorry, enough. I, I want to do more of self-improvement. I want to do less about the company overall. I want to focus more. Mm. Right? So less about the company, more about myself. I think, I think that will make me feel less stressed. 
Mm. Yeah, is that a good New Year resolution? Yeah, I think it's good. You're in control of things that you can control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Call it a day. Sure, sounds good. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place, same anchor app. <laughs> Bye. Thanks everyone for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us some feedback so we can make the podcast more enjoyable for you. Tune in next week for more on it.